What's up? Welcome in to another episode of Real Sports Talk by Naraj. Monday, August 23rd. Good to be back. Took a little bit of extended break on Friday. Recharge a little bit. Get some things kind of in order. So, coming at you today. Um, the new episode. You know, as I always hope to do. Uh, on a consistent basis. So, hope you all had a good weekend. I know there's a lot of rain. It's finally dried up much better, and that's what all that matters right now. So, in today's episode, we're going to get into a couple of things. We'll continue to talk about the NFL and previewing some key positional groups and players to watch out for this year, as well as other, you know, cool stories, things to kind of watch out for, a lot to get into this week. So, to kick things off, I want to talk about a couple of individuals um, that I didn't get to talk about. Uh, last week, and that w- I want to start with um, the Dallas Mavericks hiring two-time WNBA champion Christy Tolliver as an assistant coach for this NBA season. We've seen uh, throughout the past year or so, the WNBA getting obviously a lot of uh, amazing talent, a lot of great stories um, as players really as they kind of go through their careers, being able to get involved into different aspects of coaching and with the NBA. So uh, the Dallas Mavericks obviously have been through a lot as an organization, uh, a lot of turnover on that front office. And in terms of coaching now, you know, you have Jason Kidd as the lead guy. And, you know, it's all about trying to create an environment in which a lot of players, the younger players, really tend to excel, like Luka, Porzingis and Hardway and you know the Jalen Brunson, you know. So the Dallas Mavericks um, are one of those teams. Uh, I've seen there's been other teams that have brought on, you know, assistant coaches um, from the WNBA or at the college level, and we're seeing more and more of, it, uh, of of this happen, which is a good sign. You know, Chrissy Tolliver plays with the Los Angeles Sparks. Um, I think her father was a former NBA referee, and Chris Oliver is a really solid player. She's um, she was drafted back in '09 with the Chicago Sky, their overall pick. She's had a very promising career up to this point. You know, strong com- you know, contributor year to year, making it as an All Star, playing the Euro League as well, and even prior to her. During the Dallas Mavericks, she worked with the Washington Wizards and I think the G League as well, to some extent, the last two seasons with the Washington Wizards. So, you know, playing still professionally, you know, and then being able to kind of uh, get her feet wet in um, the NBA coaching ranks, you know, it's good to see that happen. You know, obviously, you just want to see more and more players um, continue to be great about, uh, in terms of learning the game and being great at it and then being able to kind of transition to something post that. And so it's really good to see a player, um, you know, that, uh, as I said, along with many other players uh, in the WNBA, start to kind of take on a little bit of a challenge of, you know, going to NBA coaching, trying to see how, how it is, work with players. And like I said, it's just going to continue to gain more momentum. Uh, hopefully we'll get to see a female head coach in the NBA 
Um, but, you know, we've kind of seen the starting steps for a lot of teams that are starting to hire assistant, um, you know, hire these players as assistant uh, to, uh, coaches to their to their rosters. And it's all about player development, right? It's all about player development, getting the best out of your players. And the more bright minds you have, the better. And I think that's what we're seeing with the Dallas Mavericks and bringing in Chrissy Tolliver. I also want to talk about Jackie McMullen, uh, who recently retired, um, made her, you know, came out and said she's going to be retiring at the end of this month. Jackie McMullen, for those who do not know, is one of the best reporters um, for ESPN um, and just in general, one of the best uh, persons in the industry uh, over 40 plus years of being an NBA reporter providing some great insights and, and analysis and presence on a lot of shows throughout ESPN. Um, she's covered the New England Patriots, Boston Celtics a lot throughout her career. She started out in the Boston Globe in 1982 as a reporter, a uh, columnist, and an editor. And whenever she was on uh, ESPN channel, you just kind of want to listen to her. She worked with a lot of different people, um, giving her insights on things that um, giving some really great insights on a lot of different ways to view something and approach something. Uh, she's a very first-class person, just in terms of what you know, I've seen in terms of about three years, being on a lot of these shows around the horn, you know, the ESPN panels, the jump. Uh, she's definitely been so important in terms of being able to work with certain players, actually, in the past as well, collaborate with some NBA stars uh, to make some documentaries, to provide some writing. Um, very informative, really a great person, um, and she's a Hall of Fame sports writer, you know, in terms of things that she's written over the years, it's really insightful, and you can even still find a lot of her uh, her stories and things if you search it up, um, but, you know, it's just great to see, um, you know, her kind of ended this way, obviously covering so much, and, you know, she's going to be missed, no doubt, Um and you know, she also before kind of going into um, you know her career, she did play basketball. So you know she's going to be definitely uh, a great name uh, to, to you know honor and talk about more and more as we close up this month. Um, but how about that? Forty years plus being in the industry, working a lot of ESPN shows, working with a lot of different sports in the New England Boston area. Um, Really great, and I can't wait to see uh, what Jackie McMullen uh, will do now in terms of what she continue to, you know, she may probably pursue other interests, maybe write more books, write more other things. So I can't wait to see what more she does, but hats off to an incredible career at ESPN and as a reporter, as a columnist, um, definitely was a huge part of the way sports was talked about and written about in these last 10 to 11 years for sure. So in this next segment, I want to talk about my top five cornerbacks heading into the 2021 NFL season, as there are a lot of uh, big names to follow. Obviously, some um, young ones rising up, which you know, year to year, you know, we see cornerbacks are still really, really valuable uh, in the NFL. I mean, they can make those game deciding plays, game clinching games. Um, and we're just seeing more and more 
of you know sustained greatness from some of these cornerbacks. I mean, obviously locking down in a lot of coverages, playing man to man, and you know when it comes time to make a play or make a stand, these guys are usually the ones who uh, um, you know help decide what the outcome of the game could be. Um, if they get beat or they are able to, you know, get an interception and return it, you know. So, cornerbacks definitely are going to be on a, you know, obviously with a longer season, you're going to see a lot of offenses really try to come after certain matchups. And there are, you know, there are about five cornerbacks um, that I'm going to go with and kind of rate um, in terms of which cornerback I really expect to have big, uh, you know, have bigger a season so at number five um, I'm gonna go with JC Jackson of the New England Patriots now Stefan Gilmore left off this list as you know he's kind of dealing with some injuries um, no doubt Gilmore is a great cornerback um, but you know obviously with the kind of offseason the Patriots have had um, and in terms of him getting a little bit up there in age you know dealing with a couple of injuries I expect um, Gilmore to be good, but he's not my top five. I have J.C. Jackson, um, the other cornerback, the Patriots, a little bit younger. Um, he had a strong 2020 season with about nine interceptions, I believe. You know, obviously he had to play because McCourty wasn't there, and you know, Patrick Chung, you know, ended up not playing last season. Then he retired, so. Um, J.C. Jackson was a very big bright spot for the Patriots last season. Um, he only allowed, I think, 59% of completions thrown his way. Um, and I think that where the Pats have added this offseason on their defense, it may help them to be even more better. Um, you know, great at finding the ball. Um, and I think he'll play and shine more alongside Gilmore. You know, obviously teams may still elect to throw towards the direction of Gilmore, just seeing how he's up getting up there in age. But I like J.C. Jackson for the Patriots. Um, I think he's a really talented player who's kind of been progressing fairly well under under Bill Belichick and that defense. So I, I, was, I would say he has a good shot of having a big uh, season uh, this year in terms of numbers and being able to maybe help the Pats a little bit. Uh, if it comes down to those, you know, crucial crunch down uh, games. At number four, I have Jerry Alexander of the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Alexander's asked a lot to do for that Green Bay secondary, and I think he'll have the same thing this year as well. Uh, he's really good in playmaking. He really showed up a lot in, um, in that NFC Championship game. Um, you know, just really good in playmaking. Especially uh, man-to-man defense. I think he will have more interceptions this season. Um, there is a new defensive coordinator of the Green Bay Packers and Joe Barry. Uh, you know, obviously, Joe Barry uh, is someone who's been around the game for a long time. I think about 25 years of experience in the NFL. You know, so the Packers with a new defensive scheme. Um, I think that you'll see Jerry Alexander kind of thrive in that defense. Uh, he, he does tackle pretty well, but I think with a new defensive coordinator, you're going to see Jerry Alexander um, have a bigger 2021 season. I think he will have to be that way. Um, as this defense definitely needs to continue to kind of to find their ways um, 
and get better, uh, especially in the secondary where we know last year there were a lot of areas where that game that they could have improved in. Obviously giving up that touchdown before the half to, to the Buccaneers was a huge one. So I think Alexander um, definitely going to be continuing to trend upwards, and I think he'll have uh, a big impact under this new scheme that Joe Barry will be um, pushing with the Packers this season. At number three, I have Xavier Howard of the Miami Dolphins. Xavier Howard has uh, flourished well with Brian Flores. You know, there was a report about, I think, the trade request and all those kind of things. Um, but Howard's been a pretty solid player for the Miami Dolphins. I think he had 10 interceptions last year. Um, you know, he has an aggressive play style, an all-pro last year. And even if he gives up a, a big play, he makes up for it. Um, you know, the key for him is just to kind of continue to be great in those situations when there's, like, game-on-the-line situations, getting turnovers. So he finds the ball in the secondary, um, and I just like his ability to um, you know, be engaged, obviously, and getting after, you know, obviously supporting well. Um, kind of not giving up anything easy and uh, he definitely has progressed uh, a lot since he's been drafted and how he's been developed uh, I think with the expectations that the Dolphins defense had last year how they, how they were able to play really really well I think you'll see him continue to be emerge as more and more strong leader of this team hopefully he won't get traded <laughs> before that uh, but you know it's all about Dolphins just kind of make sure they um, try to keep this defense going in the right direction. They've added some pass rush to their secondary, uh, to their defensive line, you know. And obviously, more offenses will try to come after them. Obviously, within the division, um, but I think Xavier Howard um, is going to come a big time for the Dolphins um, when when they need him, and I think he'll do that this year. And number two, I have Tredavious White of the Buffalo Bills. Tredavious White. Very similarly to Xavier Howard, um, has really surged and increased his performance year to year under Sean McDermott. Um, you know he's very opportunistic, obviously making he's always in a, in a position to make a play. Look at the, what the Bills have built as a defense overall. Uh, they have a group that can rush the quarterback, um, and they hope to do that every more do this more this season. If you look at their secondary, some talented guys, youngsters, safeties, linebacking corp. I like Tredavious White to have a big year. Um, you know, I think that he really locks up well wide receivers. Um, and if he continues to just kind of be right there when they, get, they need him the most, then he could be a big contributor. You know, the Buffalo Bills have obviously high expectations. Um, their defense obviously didn't look the best in the second, in the, you know, the eighth championship game. So I think coming off that, knowing what's on the line, um, and obviously they've you know they added some depth in some positions as well. Um, so I think Tre'Davious White is going to continue to shine and be big time, you know, uh, with the Buffalo Bills overall. Uh, it just comes down to how well can he. Uh, do um, especially when it comes postseason time is what I'm looking for in Tredavious White. And number one is Jalen Ramsey. 
the Los Angeles Rams. Ramsey has been really a big difference maker for the LA Rams ever since he got traded from Jacksonville. Um, he's just really locked down players time and time after again. Um, obviously in some areas in zone coverage and all that, sometimes he gives up those plays, but you know, he makes plays happen. He's a physical football player, very smart as well. And you know, he just finds a way to make a play on the game. Um, and in terms of the completion percentage thrown his way, just not a very high number. You know, a lot of wide receivers he's taken out of games, obviously, throughout his time as you know as a cornerback. And you know, like I said, his numbers speak for themselves. It's not always at a high clip, but he just does so much. Um, and the Rams were number one defense last year, also in a big part due to his his abilities uh, to just cover and make plays. Um, you know, he just really flourished well under uh, under Brandon Staley, and hopefully he'll be, he will continue to do the same this year as well. I think he will. I mean, the Rams obviously have a defense that's still loaded on the defensive line with Aaron Donald and Brockers there. Secondary is a little bit thin, uh, or not thin, but like you know, you have some guys have to really step up and improve themselves. And I think Ramsey will be asked to do a lot more this year, and I think he'll put up big numbers in doing so. You know, because John Johnson, who he was playing with, obviously, back there in the secondary, he's in Cleveland now. So, I, I think you'll see Ramsey take on a more of a role on this defense. Um, I think he'll be able to be... Uh, I, I'm sure a lot of teams are going to try to challenge him. And I think he'll definitely be up for the task, uh, especially within the, the, the division itself. I think Ramsey is going to put up some big numbers. Um, he's going to be, I think, the dominating cornerback. Uh, this season in the NFL. So in this next segment, I want to preview and rank uh, my top five safeties for the upcoming 2021 NFL season. Uh, obviously, safety play is huge in the NFL, as we know that behind cornerbacks, you, know, you got the safeties kind of looming around, uh, obviously providing support with the knee on the, in the passing game, and they do end up making big plays. Uh, they do a lot, obviously, in terms of just being able to see the field and, and break on certain things. And look at this year, there's a lot of really good safeties um, that should have big years, obviously with more games, more see kind of things thrown their way you know a lot of these guys are going to get a big chance to you know show show them what they're made of this year so at number five i have jesse bates of the cincinnati Bengals. jesse bates has been one of the bright spots of the Bengals defense for the past few years he had a career best 15 pass breakups last year he doesn't get a lot of attention because one the Bengals just haven't won a lot of games they struggle to just put for the winning effort on defense consistently and you know they are trying to find their way if they can kind of climb back up to be relevant again Joe Burrow hopefully is the answer to that Jamar Chase as well so you look at Jesse Bates with second round draft pick um, he's really maintained an elite, elite level of play for the for these first three years in the NFL uh, his production has been really incredible as well 
Uh, obviously, just being able to get some fumbles, um, you know, not allowing a whole lot of completion percentage, but being right there at the right time in order to like stop certain things from happening. He's been been really helpful. Like it doesn't show obviously in the Bengals' record, but he's obviously made some big plays. Um, obviously coordinating that defense back there. Uh, he's been very good, and the key now for him is can he do it now without uh, Carl Lawson, Henderson, the pass rusher, and William Jackson, all guys who left departed for free agency. Uh, unfortunately, like like Carl Lawson suffered an injury, so that's tough for the Jets. Uh, but maybe they'll find a way to like get somebody who can be productive for them in that pass rush. But look at the Bengals. I mean, they. Don't really have a whole lot on that defensive line, in my view, that it's going to help them this year. I think their pass rush will be very, very limited this year. I don't think they'll get a lot of sacks this year as well. Um, so I think there'll be more pressure on Jesse Bates to like perform in year four. And I think he will. Um, but in terms of you know the games that the Bengals will play this year, you know he will be challenged a lot in that secondary, and it just really comes down to him just. Hopefully, can he maintain this level of play? Because, you know, the Bengals do have to, you know, lock him up for an extension, you know, after this season. I think his rookie contract is going to be up. And the whole thing now is, can he do what he did last year, even at a bigger level, obviously with more games? You know, can he kind of of back up what he's been showing, you know, for the past three seasons? You know, he had a big year. Like I said last year, um, now the question is, can he have another season like that? If he does, he may be rewarded with a contract extension. But the Bengals will be, uh, I think, if they, they don't extend, I think they will be not, not be smart because you know, he is a building block on that defense. And like I said, he's going to do a lot more, I think, with whatever changes this roster has made on the defensive side, I think he's going to be asked to do a lot more. And I like his chances to repeat and have big numbers this year again. At number four, I have Justin Simmons of the Denver Broncos. Now, Justin Simmons could be higher on this list, but I'm looking into a lot of things when it comes to ranking these players. And for Justin Simmons, um, he's been really a strong leader of this Broncos defense under Vic Vangio. I mean, he's done some tremendous things um, just in terms of being able to obviously pick up on that defense really quickly. Um, he's excelled in a lot of areas, uh, just being able to obviously find the football, um, you know, help with the Broncos cornerbacks uh, back there. I mean, he's had some really good production uh, in his career so far with the, uh, with the Broncos. You know, he just signed a uh, four-year deal extension, $61 million. Because, uh, you know, he's energetic, smart, um, and, you know, I think he's going to get a lot more opportunities this year uh, to even put up, you know, to show even more how great of a safety he is because the Broncos obviously added Kyle Fuller, Patrick Sertan from Alabama in the draft. So I think those are two things that bode well uh, for Justin Simmons. Uh, the whole thing with him is just keeping it up. Continue to play at a high level. If he keeps on playing at a high level, then I like his chances 
to put up um, some good numbers. Obviously, the Broncos need their defense to be on par this year and be much better. Um, just knowing how their quarterback situation is going to be with Locke and Bridgewater, you know, that defense may be asked to do a lot more than, you know, than it's done in the, in the past. And they probably were doing that quite a bit last year as well. So, Justin Simmons, like I said, he's a player that could be higher on the list. Um, but I think that, you know, it just really comes down to big-time games for me, for Justin Simmons. You know, last year, played relatively well at times. Obviously, there were some situations where you wish he could have played a little bit better. Um, but, you know, he has played well in coverage uh, quite a bit. And he continues to do that in a big-time way. Um, and now you can get Von Miller back on that defense. You know, and you have two other guys who can lock down. So it may make his job a lot more easier and better to do. Maybe he can be much better than that, um, you know, against some tougher opponents. You know, obviously with Herbert and Mahomes and Carr. I mean, and obviously outside the division. Simmons uh, is, is a really... Uh, good name to watch this year he may even be the best safety at some point this year um but i'll keep him at number four as of right now <coughs> at number three i have manai fitzpatrick of the pittsburgh steelers uh he's been a major factor in the steelers turnaround on defense the past two seasons uh really solid and how he can kind of find the ball uh, not lying a whole lot of yards and completions thrown his direction. Um, for him, it's just mostly just being as good as he was last year. Just, just finding a way to make plays. You know, he can get some, you know, he, I think he did have some interceptions last year. I think for him, although, um, you know, just being the leader of that, that uh, defense, he's going to have to obviously... I want to see how he impacts the rest of his teammates in terms of how they step up. Um, for the Steelers to make a playoff push, if in any way, they're going to need their defense to be elite. Now, their defense doesn't have Bud Dupree anymore. Devin Bush returns. They step Cameron Hayward and Stefan, I think, Dutit on their defense, along with TJ Watt. You know, So they do have a defense that's pretty good. And I think that they'll have to be good if they want to be able to get back to the postseason they're gonna need they're gonna need um that secondary uh to be on par i mean Fitzpatrick, like i said ever since he's been traded from the miami dolphins to the pittsburgh steelers he's been really solid in, in this defense um you know tackles really well can make those impact plays and, and really when you know whenever he does allow a completion or so he definitely um makes you know his presence felt his ability to hit, hit the football <laughs> so um Steelers are definitely gonna need him to step it up because you know in that postseason game against the Browns last year you know they put up some big numbers now I don't know if it was him being out of place or that but I do like his chances to kind of uh kind of you know clean up those mistakes a little bit and be better and he'll, he'll have to be um I think he's due for another breakout year in Pittsburgh um Obviously, I'm one of those people who are <laughs> doubting the Steelers and their chances to get back to the postseason. And, I mean, you know, so I think he'll play, he'll play really, really motivated. He'll play motivated. I think he'll have to do a lot more. 
um, you know, in terms of just being able to get turnovers and uh, be dominant in that pass defense. And I think he'll definitely have a, a you know a big year um, if he's able to kind of consistently make plays and get this defense to even be much better than they've been in the last couple of seasons. At number two, I have Butter Baker of the Arizona Cardinals. He has been uh, the heart and soul of this Arizona Cardinals defense the past few years. Uh, I think he's had about three Pro Bowls in four seasons. You know, that's pretty impressive. Uh, you know, really excellent in blitzing off the edge. Um, I think he'll take on more of a leadership role this year. You know, they have J.J. Watt now there in, in, on, the def- on the defense. I like Butterbaker's style. I think he's really, really good when it comes to just being able to make those plays, support in the running game. Um, but more importantly, his ability to get to the quarterback and blitz is really, really good. Uh, I think that he'll keep that going this year. Uh, the Cardinals definitely trying to see if they can elevate themselves to a spot in the postseason. I think that you'll see uh, Butterbaker really be a big-time name for the Cardinals. And they're going to need that defense to be really elite. Obviously, there were a lot of games last year where they won. A great quarterback play, great defense play. Um, you know, but Chandler Jones still being there. They got a formidable defense. And Butterbaker, like I said, uh, already having a lot of success making the Pro Bowls, getting interceptions. Uh, with Patrick Pearson gone, you know, he's going to have to obviously take on a bigger role this year. And I think he, him taking on a bigger role for the Arizona Cardinals this year will lead him to have a big season. And at number one, I have Tyron Matthew of the Kansas City Chiefs. Tyron Matthew has been an elite playmaker. Uh, as, I, as I mentioned off the top of the segment, Matthew has been really good uh, ever since he's come to the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, how he was able to really play big time in the Chiefs' run uh, to the postseason the last few years. Obviously playing well in the Super Bowl against the 49ers. Um, Steve Spagnuolo, obviously a great defense coordinator. I mean, Matthew makes plays all over the field. Uh, he can line up, line up in any spot. Um, you know, he can really get after it as well. Um, he's, you know, very motivated, always playing with a chip on his shoulder. Uh, just like his play style. Uh, and I think that with the Chiefs now kind of reloading on defense a little bit in some spots, um, I think Matthew is going to continue to excel and be big time this year. And the Chiefs, like I said, they have, after, after what happened in the Super Bowl last year, you know, it was just really shocking to see both sides of the ball get outplayed. So I think that that's also going to be in the Chiefs' mind. You can see, I think, a lot more from that. That, that secondary is a little bit of a concern because, you know, you don't have a couple of lockdown cornerbacks. You hope you have those cornerbacks, but, you know, hard to say right now. And I think that Tyron Matthew uh, is going to have to, as a leader, really uh, play well and hopefully help his cornerbacks as well. But in the, in, in the process of doing that, I think he'll have some big-time numbers this year. I think that you'll see him obviously get challenged a lot more as well and just because of the Chiefs cornerbacks and maybe how you know inexperienced they are or not enough game or not enough chemistry. So seeing how, he'll, how he kind of works with, you know, as a leader, with Jones, with Clark being there, I just want to see what kind of impact he has on the rest of 
his teammates playing there in the secondary. Um, I think in doing so, he'll definitely have a big year. Um, and, you know, just overall, his whole, like, play, I think is I think he still has got some good years left for him in terms of just his ability to make those game kind of deciding kind of plays. Uh, so I expect him to be a big time, uh, you know, contributor for the Chiefs this year. I think he'll be my number one safety as of right now heading into the NFL season coming up.